0: Welcome to everybody on the live stream. We're glad you're with us this morning. We're so thankful for this technology and we don't want you to just listen. We want you to mix your faith, reach and, and uh, use your faith for what God has for you this morning. We're believing for utterance. We're believing for answers and uh, you, uh, you, uh, you know, give yourself to the word and hear the word. God will speak to you through what we say. Let us know where you're listening from and and uh, let us know what God's doing in your life. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians chapter number 11. This passage is uh, very, very, I guess in some cases, some circles may be misunderstood. But yet right on the other hand, um, there's revelation here, I believe, that will help us and give us some answers. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we want to just start here, I've received, verse number 23, I've received of the Lord that also which I've delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which He, uh, well, you know what, let's back up, this is, this is, uh, this is, the, the context is whenever He says, verse number 20, when you come together therefore into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. For in eating, everyone taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry and another drunken. They didn't just serve communion like we did today. They had a meal together with it. And he was saying some people had food to eat and some people didn't. And what he said, have you not houses to eat and drink in, or despise ye the church of God, and shame them that have not. Now, that's a key statement right there. He's talking about the way they were treating one another. They weren't helping people that didn't have anything. What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. And then he starts talking about the Lord's Supper, how the Lord delivered it unto him. And uh, the, verse 24, Jesus had said to him, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me the same manner he took the cup. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. As often as you drink it in remembrance, do it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he come. How many of you know Paul said, uh, well, here... Uh, Paul said that Jesus said th- that we do this to show uh, to remember the things that he's done for us And remember in the Old Testament the, the psalmist said bless the Lord and forget not all his benefits And so we, we take this we remember his benefits both for our spiritual Deliverance from sin and our physical deliverance from sickness and disease his body was broken for our healing it wasn't it? Then as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do show the Lord's death until he come verse 27 wherefore Whosoever, eat, <coughs> excuse me, shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, talking about the manner, not talking about being unworthy, but unworthily, the manner in which he does it, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Let this, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of this, that cup. So he's talking about examining himself. Uh, in the manner in which he receives communion and he said they were receiving communion in such a way that, that they had a meal together and he said you know, people that came that were poor didn't have any food were sitting over the table over there doing without and people over here eating a bunch of food and they weren't sharing it with them. I think you can see the context. We don't sometimes go over the context so maybe people miss that but then he said uh, that's what he means when he says unworthily not recognizing their part of the body of Christ and bless them with your food. You can see that, can't you? Let a man examine himself. Verse 28, so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. He that uh, eateth, for, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, he said it again, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, that's a word we get our word condemnation. To himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So now you can see when he says not discerning the Lord's body, he's kind of using a two, he's kind of using a play on words and talking about two different things at the same time. Not discerning that the Lord's body was broken for him, uh, for the remission, I mean, for the healing of his body, but then not discerning the other members of the body that are there that don't have anything to eat, yes. not not recognizing they're a part of the body just as much as you're a part of the body, and uh, they they're your brother. And Jesus said in other places, you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. You know, not blessing them and not helping them is treating Jesus wrong. And so he said, they're not discerning the Lord's body for this cause. Many are weak and men and sickly among you and many sleep. Now, when he says sleep, he means die prematurely. Why would he say sleep meaning die prematurely? Because well, you know, uh, any Christian who dies, any Christian who dies, and their body goes in the grave, that body will come alive again. It's like a man who goes to sleep; he will get up. <laughs> and guess what? We, one of our loved ones, lives out their life, and we bury them and put them in the ground. Their body will come alive again. Yes. That's why he said sleep. Just so many good things in the word. For this cause many are weak and sickly and among you and many sleep. So he's talking about among believers. Then he said, for if we would judge ourselves. Now he's talking about in the context of not walking in love with our brother. He called it here, not discerning the Lord's body, not discerning the Lord's body. He said, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Now, what does it mean to judge ourselves? I'm getting to something here. The Lord changed my sermon last night. And I got, we're on a rescue mission this morning. So what does it mean, judge yourself or judge ourselves? Well, we look at it and say, that's ugly, but that's me. And I'm stopping that right now. I mean, that that has been me, but it's not going to be me anymore. I'm going to. I'm going to stop that. In other words, we, we repent, we turn from things, we judge ourselves. And we, that means we, we, we uh, start going a different direction and say, no, that's not right. I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. For when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Now, if you go back to the fifth chapter, back to this is the same first Corinthians here, go back to the fifth chapter. He talks about a man who was living in open adultery in the church there at Corinth. And um, verse 1, is reported commonly, there's fornication among you. Such fornication is not named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. In other words, he's living in open sin. Um, father's wife probably means mother or stepmother, yeah. most likely. Um, you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that had done this deed might be taken away from among you. And verily... I verily as absent in the body and present in, uh, in the spirit have judged already as though I were present concerning him that hath do, that so done this deed in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you gather together in my spirit by the power of the, our Lord Jesus Christ to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of his flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Now notice that deliver such a one to the, unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh. That the spirit might be saved. In other words, this man's going to be saved. He's going to go to heaven, but he's going to die prematurely. Right, right, right. Notice it wasn't God that killed him. No, yes, sir. It was Satan. That's
1: yeah. right.
0: And this church uh, must have been uh, holding that off of him because yeah, you can't yeah. deliver somebody over to Satan's hands if you haven't been holding Satan off of him. All right. Right,
1: right, right. Right.
0: I think there's a lot of things people need to understand yeah, about yeah, some of yeah, these yeah. things. In other words, stop praying for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, in the way you have been praying, oh Lord, be merciful, don't let him die, you know. But anyway, so I want you to see that's what he's talking about when he said over here in First Corinthians eleven, chastened of the Lord. That chastened of the Lord is not God uh, killing somebody. Uh, death is a spirit. I got to get this out this morning. You're going to help me, right? Death is the last, the Bible says the last enemy that'll be put under foot is death. Death is not a friend. Death's not from God. It's, it's an enemy. Uh, physical. I'm talking about physical death and spiritual death, but we're talking about physical death. It's an enemy. And remember over in the Old Testament, whenever the last plague went through Egypt, the last plague was the death of the firstborn. You remember that? And the Bible said that the, the death angel went through Egypt. And destroyed all the firstborn. Now it it looks like, if you if you read it without paying close attention to what it says, it looks like God was the the angel was from God. But the angels, the angel, if you look very carefully, he said, "I'm gonna hover over your door. You put the blood on the door. I'm gonna hover over the door, the door, and uh, the death angel will. It says pass over you." In other words, the angels of God were going to protect them, and the demon spirit called death wasn't going to be able to get into their home. It's a, it's a separate spirit. It's, it is a demon. Death is a demon spirit. Yes, it
1: is. Come
0: on. It's not a friend. It's an enemy. And uh, we're, not, we're not told we won't die physically down here, but we are told we can live out our life and not do what he said here, weak, sickly, and die prematurely. Amen. It shouldn't be that any of us, none of us die prematurely. We've got to all live out our lives, finish our course. Remember, he said in the Old Testament, you, you keep my commandments and my statutes, I'll take sickness away from the midst of you, and the number of your days I will fulfill. I'm gonna, in other words, the number of your days, in other words, you'll live out the full length of your days. Amen. Somebody said, "Well, how long is that?" Well, with long life, I'll satisfy him and show him my yes, salvation. Yes. If you're not satisfied, satisfied, keep living. Keep
1: living. Yeah.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And really, there's no place in the in the Bible that I can see people think 70 or 80, but that's talking about Israel dying in the in the wilderness because because God had said so. But uh, no place I can see that God has shortened it from 120 years.
1: Come on.
0: yeah. Well, Pastor, I don't want to live that long. Okay, well, live as long as you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, praise God. Anyway, so we digress. Um, but I wanted you to see this. If we judge ourselves, we would not be judged. If we would judge ourselves. Now, when it comes to the ministry of divine healing, <clears throat> there's, there's many different flows to divine healing. And a lot of times we get our focus on one flow. We get our focus on, you know, laying on of hands maybe, or, or somebody, call, a minister calling out gifts of the Spirit, calling out healing, you know, this person's being healed, yes. and that's a genuine flow. Yes. Yes. And that's going to only increase the further yes. we go. Right. Yeah. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. But, but uh, you know, we get our focus on just one or so flows uh, will we'll limit how many people we can minister to. In healing school days, I helped with Kenneth Hagin Ministries Healing School for, was it six years or whatever it was, and uh, uh, one of the people in charge at one part of the time we were there went to Brother Hagin and said, what can we do to see more people healed? He said, well, uh, I, think I could go into this a lot longer than I have time to this morning, but he basically said, well, you're ministering only one way, yeah, yeah. and he said... Uh, uh, if you only minister one way, you're only going to get a certain percentage of them healed. And he said what the percentage was. Yeah. Somebody yeah. said, what was it? The parable of the sower. Yes,
1: sir.
0: Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. The parable of the sower. But he said, if you'll be open to minister other ways, yeah. as the spirit yeah. of God moves, because yeah. yeah. the Holy Ghost moves many different ways. Yeah. Sure, there's the laying on of hands. But you ever notice Jesus ministered to a lot of people in his ministry when he walked the earth, it was didn't lay hands on them. Exactly. Go your way. Your son liveth. Never touch the boy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then told another man, sin no more. That's the worst thing yeah. come on you. Yeah. <laughs> told another man, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Put yeah. mud in his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Amen.
1: Yes,
0: sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. We can yeah. start a new denomination, the first denomination of the mud smearers. Yeah. The mud smearers. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, there's different ways that he, he ministered different ways at different times. Yeah. Yeah. Divine healing is for every oh, believer. Right. Yeah. Every one of us. Exactly. That we live our lives out yes. without sickness or disease. Remember, he said, you keep my commandments, obey my statutes. I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. Yes. Yes. I mean, if, there's, if sickness is taken away from the midst of us, there's not any of us sick. That's right. Call for a healing line. Everybody just looks at each other. So I wonder who that's for. Ain't none among us sick. No, Pastor, you know that's not possible. You set the bar too high. Well, I didn't set it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. He's the one that said, I'll take sickness away from yes. the midst of you. Amen. And the number of your days you'll fulfill. You'll live out the full number of your days. You won't die prematurely, like, like this says here. And if we do die prematurely, according to this verse here in First Corinthians, there's a cause. Now it might not always be sin or somebody's, you know, it might be somebody just didn't know what belonged to him. That's the vast majority of the body of Christ yeah. today. They think they think that the healing's not part of the covenant. The healing's not part of the uh, you know the redemptive work of Christ on the cross. Right, right. But the same place that He remitted our sins, He healed our sicknesses. Yes. He not yeah. only took our sin on Him, yeah. but you read yeah. Isaiah fifty-three very carefully. Yeah. He not only took our sin on Him, He took our sicknesses. Yes. That's right. They were all laid on Him. Yes. Amen. Yes. We're redeemed from all the curse yes. of the law, yes. which included sickness. Yes. And he named them off in Deuteronomy 28. All these sicknesses and all that. He listed a whole bunch of them. And then he covered all of them. He said, and if there's any other thing that's not written in the book of this law, any other sickness, any sickness, he said, you're redeemed from that as well. Praise God. Well, this is a new one. They came up with, they found another one. You're redeemed from that one.
2: Yes.
0: Praise God. Then Jesus came along and by his stripes we were healed. Not gonna be healed, we were. As far as God's concerned, you're already healed. I like to say it this way, judicially, you've been declared healed. The price has been paid. It belongs to every believer. Well, some, not everybody receives it. Yeah. So, see, this is where doctrines come in. The other pe- people's yeah. doctrines get, gets different than the yeah. Word of God. Yeah. They'll say, well, you know, I prayed for so-and-so. They didn't get healed, so that means not everybody. Healing's not for everybody. Well, have you ever thought about it? Not everybody you want to get yeah. saved gets saved either. But yeah. well, that doesn't mean it's not for them. Right. That's yeah. on, yeah. Amen. Salvation's for everybody. Yeah. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord yeah. shall be saved. Yeah. And that's over and over in the New Testament many, many times. Amen. And the same thing's true. He took our, he didn't qualify. He didn't say some people's sicknesses. He took, he took our sicknesses and bore our infirmities. By his stripes, we, who's we? All of us. All of us were healed. Judicially, we've already been healed. We've been declared healed. The price has been paid. Hallelujah. God, God got his big old stamp out and put it in the ink of the blood of Jesus and, and stamped our, our redemptive covenant and it says paid. Yes. Paid. Sickness has been paid for. God. And so, but some people don't know that. They've been taught, you know, you never can tell. We prayed, but it didn't work out. And so I guess, you know, don't base your doctrine on experiences. Amen. Base your doctrine on the Word of God and bring your experience up to meet the Word of God. Praise the Lord. I haven't preached on healing for a while. Just, just you know, hit me last night. And I knew, I know where I'm going here. So, um, but notice here, if we're all judicially healed, then why do some die prematurely? Well, there's a cause. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse number 31. For this, or excuse me, verse number uh, 30. For this cause... For this cause. Amen. If we don't receive it, if we don't receive healing, it's not because God, it wasn't God's will. Right. Amen. 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 It is God's will. Yeah. You got to get to the place where you don't lay it off on God. Yeah. You say, Lord, there's something I'm not, not making my connection somewhere. Somehow I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, you know, understanding something but I'm not laying it off on you, Lord. Amen. It might not be anything, you know, sin, as far as sin. Uh, all sickness is because of sin, but not the individual sin directly. All sickness is because of Adam's sin. Sickness wasn't here before Adam's sin. Amen. And guess what? It's not going to be here after the curse is removed from the earth. So those two things reveal the will of God. Amen. Yes, uh, but, uh, but so if, there's, if we're not receiving, it's not because it's not God's will. Right. Now go over to 1 Peter 3, 7. I think you, you've, we looked at oh, this yeah. in marriage a little bit. Yes, but uh, he's talking to the husbands in the marriage, in the way, in the marriage uh, relationship. This works both ways, but here he's talking to the husbands. Husbands, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. What? Giving honor. Under the wife as under the weaker vessel, talking about the physical body, the, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel, uh, uh, being heirs together of the grace of life. What, the, what does that say now? Lest your prayers be hindered. Oh, my. Oh, my. My, my, my. And they didn't say, lest God won't heal you. It's talking about we did something to block it. Whatever we're praying for. He's not talking about God saying, I'm not, no, I don't want to heal them. Oh, he wants yeah. the, the, the word. The Bible says God is full yes. of compassion yes, he is. Yes,
1: he
0: is. and of mercy. The word compassion yes. and mercy, the same Greek, Greek yes. word and Hebrew word, really. Uh, he's full. And uh, you look up the word compassion it means he's full of uh, eager yearning. Yes. Yes. Oh, my, 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 my. Yes. He longs to do so much yes. for his people. But many people think it's just sort of automatic. If something's his will, it's automatic. Well, salvation's his will, but that's not automatic. We've got a part to play. There's a Godward side and a manward side to everything, right? So, so we've got to receive what he has provided. I remember the Lord taught me Isaiah 53. I was uh, needing some healing one day, and I, I just went through Isaiah 53, and surely he hath borne our sickness and carried our disease. I got so happy on that. I got yeah. to shout I got out of the car to go into the church service, and I stepped up on the sidewalk, and the Lord said, therefore, believe that you receive. Yes. I took a few more steps. I, I got so excited, I had, to, I had to stop chuckling for a second. Until I, and so I said, I said Father, I, I see it. You took it, and I believe I receive it. And it's like somebody just like something hit me on top of the head, just disappeared. All the symptoms just disappeared. See, it wasn't just all up to God. Amen. Amen. People say that concerning the grace message. They say, well, it's just all up to God. Well, God certainly has a big part. But yet, right on the other hand, we've got to mix our faith with what God provided for us. And sometimes, as we go to believe God, he'll show us things that are hindering our prayer. Now, that's on our end. not on God's end. Not God saying, no, I don't want to. It's us getting something Getting crossways with God somehow. Now look over in Matthew 13. I believe it's verse number 15. You can tell me if I'm right. Um, Matthew 13, verse number 15. This people's heart is waxed gross. That's verse number 15? Yes, sir. This people's heart is waxed gross. That means thick. Uh, You know, like a callus on a hand is dull. This people's heart is waxed gross. What's the next part? Their Their ears are what? Dull, dull of hearing. Their eyes, they have closed. God didn't shut their eyes. They closed their eyes. In other words, they turned away from seeing something that God showed them. God said something to them, and they blah, 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 blah. They didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to see that. So this people's heart is waxing to grow. See, doing that, it'll it'll, it'll harden your heart. Yes, it will. Wherefore, today, Hebrews 12, I mean, Hebrews 3, verse number down and through there somewhere. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. As in the provocation of the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. They hardened their heart against what God told them to do, and it, 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 it cost them. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't God saying, no, I'm not going to bless you now. It's that they turned away from what God said. So this people's heart is waxed gross, their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they what? See with their eyes, and what? Hear with their ears, and do what? Should understand, and what? Be converted, and what? Oh, wait a minute. There's a lot of things coming for healing then. There
1: you
0: go. There you go. Wow. Doesn't just, you know, it's not always just believe you receive. It's not always just have somebody lay hands on you. You know, if there's a cause for us getting sick, I'm not saying God did it. I'm saying some, something we did to get on the devil's territory where he can attack us. You know, there's some things that people don't realize today that they don't think much about. And that is you can you can get, you, you can get like in disobedience. You can yeah. get out of the love walk or you yeah. can start doing things like that. And it's not God that makes a person sick. It's that doing things like that gets on the devil's territory. Yes. Wow. Disobedience to the word gets on the yeah. devil's territory. And it opens the door for the devil yes. to attack us. Yes. Right. Wasn't God that did that. We did that we did all by that. our lonesome yeah. self.
2: Yeah. Come on.
0: Amen. Amen. By just not listening to what he's telling us to do. Some things that he deals with with us about are such a gentle prompting, a gentle nudge, not coercive, not forceful, that because it's that way, we take it as if it's optional. You know what I mean? We, We treat it as if, well, God said that so sweetly to me, it doesn't seem like it's imperative that I do that. But that can catch up to you because the Holy Ghost is a perfect gentleman. He doesn't force us to do anything, but he will speak to us and work with us and deal with us and talk to us and convict us. And and, and, uh, if we just keep disobeying, we just keep resisting that and hardening our heart to it, not listening to it. Well, eventually that'll catch up to us. Uh, Not because God's mad. But just because he can't bless us fully in disobedience. He blesses us all as far as he can. You understand that? I mean, to bless us fully in disobedience, what would be the point of obedience then? What's the point? If we can be just as blessed in disobedience, what's the point of obedience? Let's just go live in the live like the devil and serve the devil and serve the flesh and live in the yeah. flesh.
2: Come
0: on. You know? Yep. You ever thought about that? Yes, sir. If he can just fully bless us in disobey, what's the point of obedience?
2: Right. right, right, come
0: on. Well, I love the Lord. Well you ever read the uh, 14th chapter of the Gospel of John, verse 20, 21, down in through there? He that loveth me keeps my commandments. Boy, that sounds like bondage to some people, sounds like works to other people, but it's New Testament to me. It's in red. No, I'm not in bondage. I don't have to. I don't don't have a whip over my head, you know, from God. But I do like to stay on God's territory. I don't like to get on the devil's territory. It it hurts. Somebody said the school of hard knocks is a good school. Yeah, but the tuition's real high.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Tuition's real high. Yeah, yeah. Boy,
0: I've been over there before in disobedience. And, uh, you know, like for disobedience, to to, to obey God, to go from phase one to phase two in ministry, for example. Oh, Lord Jesus. I don't want to do that again. That's not smart. Amen. But he kept dealing with me, kept dealing with me. I'm blah, 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 blah. Didn't want to hear it. It was catching up to me. Physically, it began to catch up to me. So... Praise God. I remember one time, Brother Hagin, the Lord said to Brother Hagin, what are you going to do about what I told you to do about ministering a certain way? He said, I wasn't planning on doing anything about it. (laughs) No use telling the Lord I was going to do that whenever he knows you weren't going to do that. He's just being honest. I wasn't planning on doing anything about that. Jesus said, well, you have to or else. And Brother Hagin said, I've had some of that or else before. I didn't. I said, I think I will. I think I will. I think I obey. Amen. Jesus wasn't threatening him. He was just saying that that disobedience will get you on the territory of the devil for this cause. Sometimes these things are part of what needs to be understood concerning divine healing. Not everybody's sick because of their sin. That'd be unscriptural, right. completely unscriptural. You know, you just unless you know something, uh, then just proceed. With your rights and privileges, and how to lay hold of it by yes, faith. Yes. But if in the process of that you're not making your connection, and it's just not working, and you're dying. Yeah, come on. You might want to pray a different kind of prayer.
1: Yes, yes, yes. come on.
0: What do you mean by that? We'll yes. go to James chapter number five. Any sick among you, verse fourteen. Any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him uh, in the name of the Lord in the prayer of faith, uh, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord in the prayer of faith prayer of faith. Is that yes, verse 15? 15. The prayer of faith. So that's the kind of prayer he's talking about. First of all, the prayer of faith God. shall save. that's the Greek word translated healed, yes. saved and healed really the same Greek word. So when you were saved, you were healed. Yes, God. yes, sir. Right. Amen. God's mind. There's no difference. Yeah. Just, there, just the same salvation, a different area of your life. Amen. Amen. One's, one's the, for the remission of your sin, sin yeah. and the new creation of your spirit. The other one's for the healing of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them are being saved.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come
0: on. Praise God. This prayer of faith shall save or heal the sick. Yeah. And the Lord yeah. shall raise him up. Yeah. And look at this. Yeah. If yeah. he's committed sins, yeah. they shall be forgiven him. Yeah. If, yeah. if, yeah. If. Yeah. if means he may not have. Right. He right. May, he, if he has, right. he can repent of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and get, get that block, get that cause yes. out of the way. Yes, yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because really when God deals with us about something and we don't respond to that, it sort of puts a block in our spirits. It sort of, uh, it limits God. It, it, it really like, it hinders our prayers, like he said. It's not God doing something, and we did that all by our lonesome self. We're, we we did it. We did a good job at it too, didn't we? <laughs> Amen. But this is one thing we've got to look at sometimes concerning healing. Now I, we don't. You ever notice we don't talk about this every service? We just emphasize faith and so forth, receiving what's right for yours, so forth and so on, because that's the main issue so many times. And we're not here to preach people into condemnation, because if you know of nothing, just just go on as if there is nothing. Amen. Amen. Don't let the devil rob you of your confidence. Say, well, there must be some hidden secret sin. Well, if if you did it, you were there, you know you did it. (laughs) Amen. You don't don't have to, you know, the devil will beat you up if you're not careful. I'm not talking about living under condemnation. I'm talking about you know something on the inside he's dealt with you about. Oh, sometimes I've been there where I've just in tears say, Lord God, I know you dealt with me. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Amen. I knew exactly what I was talking about. Amen. And it's none of your business. I don't want to hear your confession today either. Just get it between get it done between you and God. Woo! Glory to God. Thank God for the blood. Amen. Amen. We confess our sin. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And as soon as you get cleansed, right now, you're just as worthy as you were before that all happened. I mean, hold your head up high and go after what belongs to you. Amen. But I'm just saying these things can be the issue sometimes. If he has committed sins, means he may have and may not have. James 5. If means we shouldn't approach every situation as in, oh, you must have some sin in your life. No, no. No, that's not the case at all. Amen. We shouldn't approach it that way. We shouldn't uh, assume that going into ministering to somebody. Let the Lord bring that up if that's the issue with him. Like I was ministering one time in a church in Indiana and I was... Just going along minding my own business, and I looked up, and right by, there was, a, there was several poles like this, not, not in the same spots, but kind of two poles yeah. in the auditorium. There was a man st- sitting right beside a pole, and I looked up, and there was a dark cloud over his head. And I thought, well, that shadow must, yeah. be off, must be a shadow off of that pole or something. I, d- I didn't right away realize what it was. Yeah. And I'm preaching along, and the more I preached, the thicker that shadow got. And I kept looking to make sure, you know, make it, that I wasn't, you know, assuming something. I thought, man, maybe it's a shadow from a pole. But that dark cloud just kept getting thicker and thicker, and it got sir. real dark. Yes, sir. The more I got into the spirit, the more I could see it. Yes, sir. And really, eventually, I realized I'm seeing, I'm seeing this in the spirit realm. And yeah. <clears throat> I said, okay, well, I said, Lord, what is this? And what are you showing this to me for? He said, that man's getting ready to die. I said, all right, I guess I'm assuming you want me to minister to him. He said, yeah, but you have to do it the way I tell you. Right. I said, fine. I thought it was fine. <laughs> Just tell me what you want me to do. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, uh, uh, he's, not a, he, he's, uh, he's, he's dying and he's got a, I didn't, the Lord didn't tell me he had a heart condition, but later I found out he had a heart condition. And uh, the Lord said, he's getting ready to die. And in order to, uh, for him to be healed, yep. you tell him that he's going to have to start being a tither. Oh Lord, I thought, I thought it's fine with the Lord telling me however He wanted me to minister yeah. to Him until He said that. Right. Yeah. I Come said, on. Come on. I said, tell Him to be a tithe, to become a tither. Come on. Yeah. I said, you tell Him. <laughs> well, see, He's been trying to, yeah. Yeah. but He wasn't listening. Yeah. Now you might hear something like that, and, and and I could tell you the whole story. He he. uh <clears throat> I called him up. I turned the mic off, had him sing. I didn't, that's not for public consumption. Right. You know, That's, that's right. just yes. between him and God. Yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I told him that privately. I called the pastor over, and I said, now, is this one of your... At the end of the service, not right away. Is this one of your members? Yeah, he's here. I said, uh, do you, you know him? Yeah. I said, the Lord told me he's getting ready to die. Uh, and, and the man spoke up and said, yeah. He said, I've got a heart condition. The doctor said I could die any minute. Well, you start getting bold then, you know, like, bless God, I heard from God. And so he said, uh, I said, well, the Lord told me I'm to minister to you, but he told me to minister to you the way that he told me to. He said, okay. I said to the pastor, the Lord tells me that in order for him to be healed, he's going to have to become a tither. You feel that holy hush? I said, uh, pastor, I said, "You, you know him. Yeah. I said, is he a tither? He said, no. I said, uh, well, the Lord told me to tell you, if you want to be healed, you have to become a tithe. Now, people hear that, and they go, oh, see all those preachers want his money. Uh-huh. Listen, he wasn't going to Come tithe on. to me.
2: Come on, right. exactly, right. exactly. Right. exactly. Right. I'm there for
0: two days, and I'm gone.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Come won't, on. won't see him again. I haven't seen him again the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Haven't even heard from him. Yeah. Haven't got a dime from him. Right.
2: Come on.
0: I suppose Come on. he's still alive. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I said, uh, uh, "See, see, now listen to me. Listen to me. I've seen people get up here that I knew they weren't tithing and got completely healed. Yeah. Oh, well, 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 well what's, the, what's the deal? God was dealing with that man. He hadn't yet dealt with these individuals. You know, we all have different levels of life. That's why you can't put a pat answer on everything. That's
1: right. You can't say,
0: well, Lord, see, now, that man, the, the Lord told him if he wanted to be healed, he had to be a tither. So we need to tell every tither that's the case. Not the case at all. Not the case at all. Not the case at all. Maybe they don't have enough life. Maybe they haven't been, God hadn't been dealing with them for however many ever years. Amen. Amen. So uh, he said, uh, no, he said, I don't tithe. He said, uh, well, the Lord told me if you want to be healed, you have to become a tither. See, that's just what the Lord, see, <laughs> Somebody said, well, why did the Lord tell you? Because he's merciful. Because yes. Yes. he's merciful. Yes. He had been talking to that man. The man wasn't listening. Yes, so out of his mercy, he's trying to rescue him. Yes. Yes. And it's not to publicly embarrass him. It's, to, no, it's, to, it's, to help. it's because God loves people. Yes. Right. And so I, I ministered that to him. I said, uh, so uh, uh, what are you going to do about it? I said to him, what are you going to do about it? He said, I'm going to become a tither. I said, the Lord told me that if you would de- declare that and make that adjustment, he'll heal you tonight on credit. Mm. Wow. In other words, he'll, he'll, he'll take your word that you're yeah. going to obey him, and you'll yeah. be healed tonight. Praise Laid hands on him. He's completely healed. Went back to his doctor. The doctor said he's completely healed.
1: Praise God. Yeah.
0: Praise God. Yeah. But see, <laughs> he could not receive without obeying what God was dealing with him about. Does that make any sense? Now... That for this cause, that was the cause yeah. Yeah. for him. That's the cause, yeah. but every, every case is different. That's right. Listen to me, uh, there's many ways to receive healing, there's many ways to minister healing. There's many ways God, uh, the, the Holy Spirit flows in order to minister healing. Yes. We know about laying on our hands, that's yes. probably the most well known. Uh, you know, ministering by words of knowledge, like yes. we do, and others yes. do. You see, ministers yes, do that. Uh, and people get healed. Thank yeah. God for that. Amen. Um, you know, Jesus just so said, "Go, go, go! Do this, and yeah. you'll yeah. be healed." Yeah. You know, go show yourself to the yeah. priest. We saw that Wednesday night. Yes, many, many different ways.
1: Yes.
0: Why didn't he do the same thing every way? Because depending on the cause yes. determines right. how to minister.
2: All right, All right. Yes. Come on.
0: You understand that? Yes, sir. Some people yes, sir. Are just like like the man the the the, the uh, uh, well, he was a leper. I believe he was a leper. Yeah. He came in Matthew chapter number one, and he said, "If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean." Jesus moved with compassion, said, "I will." See, that man wasn't wasn't healed because he didn't know if it was his will or not. Jesus said, "I will. I it's my will. Be thou clean, and he was cleansed. Praise God! As soon as he got revelation of the will of God, he laid hold of that. So the cause in his case wasn't something else; it's because he didn't know whether it's God's will or not. So you need to get real established yes. in, in yeah. knowing that it's God's will.
1: Yes. amen, amen.
0: But, you know, we're not just, a one, uh, we're, we're just not a one-trick pony when it comes to faith. No, we're no right. yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right. We just, just Mark 11, 23, and 24. Yeah. One-trick pony. No, no, there's many other verses. Yes,
2: yes. come on. Yeah. Yes. Does that make any sense? Yes, sir, yes, sir. How about
0: this one? My, you know, 1 Corinthians 11, verse number 30. Uh-huh. We should learn that one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't mean trick like, you know. Yes, sir. I'm just talking about we got to take the whole counsel of God's the word. Yeah. The whole counsel of yes, God's word. Now, this is ministering healing. <clears throat> this is how a pastor has to minister healing. Amen. Brother Hagin said in 12 years of pastoring, he pastored different churches during 12 years. He said... Uh, Many, many, many times, gifts of healings, or or, or, he said, he didn't say gifts of healings alone, but he said, uh, manifestations of the Spirit would manifest in his church, and people would get healed. He said, but most of that was for visitors, or people that had come outside of his church. He said, only twice, now that doesn't mean this is law, I'm just saying this is experience. He said, only twice did the gifts of the Spirit manifest for my own congregation's healing. They, most of them received it on their own faith. Yeah. He said, now, when I say gifts of the Spirit manifest, he said, I don't mean that the gifts of the Spirit didn't manifest in my life, the revelation gifts to show me what the cause was. Yeah. He said that happened over and over and over and over and over again,
1: That's
0: good. over and over and over again. Remember that lady, he said he saw she wanted to be healed, and all of a sudden he had a vision, and she's out in the street fist-fighting somebody? Yeah. Or actually, she st- stepped up on the steps to the door of the house and, yeah. and, and started yeah. fist-fighting somebody? Yeah. Brother Hagin said he saw that, and he said, Sister, wait a minute. There's something you got to deal with here first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people, they like to the lay it on their hands, but you start <laughs> operating them... Start operating in revelation gifts, they'll start like, whoa, I think uh, blah blah blah. I think I'll go to the other church. Yeah, and stay sick.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right.
0: That's right. Oh, come on now. No, these things aren't to embarrass, they're to get us over the hump. Get us get us, you know, people get high center with their faith. Boy, there's believing and confessing, but and the wheels are turning, but they're going nowhere. You know what I mean by high center? In the country, you drive on the dirt roads and yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you create ruts. And if you're not careful, you can get down in the ruts and yeah. the, the middle, center of the car will get hung up on the center yeah. of that. Yeah. 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 You're going nowhere. Yeah. People do that in faith. Yeah. 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 Boy, they're moving. In, I mean, <laughs> you can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Believing and speaking, confessing and binding the devil and rebuking and nothing's happening. Yeah. Well, we ought to have enough intelligence if nothing's happening. Eventually we say, well, maybe I should pray differently. James 5 said the prayer of faith's one way, but keep on reading.
1: Yes, sir. Come on.
0: What's it say? Prayer of faith, save the sick, the Lord will raise him up. Well, actually, uh, you know, prayer of faith there. He's talking about the prayer of faith. was that, verse 15? Prayer of faith. That's one kind of prayer. We'll save the sick or heal the sick, the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they'll be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another. Pray. One for another, yes. yeah. that you may be healed. Yes. Then he said, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now you look up the words prayer there. There's one that says a prayer of faith, not that one, but the other two there. The prayer, uh, the, the effectual, fervent prayer, you look that up. It's a different, totally different Greek word. It's the Greek word for supplication. Yes,
1: sir.
0: Yes, sir. Totally different kind of prayer. That's what Paul said in Ephesians 1. He said, I cease not to pray for you, Ephesians 1, Ephesians chapter 1, pray for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Yeah. Prayers. It's a Greek word for supplication. He said, I pray this over and over again. Yes. Prayer of faith, you don't pray over and over again. Right. Yeah. If you pray the prayer of faith seven times, you pray it six times too many. Right. Yeah. It's the truth. Yes, sir. The prayer of faith is one that you believe you receive when you pray. Got it. Right. Don't need to pray anymore. I got it. But this kind of prayer, you pray over and over again. It's not the prayer of faith. It needs to be prayed in faith. But Paul said, I cease not to pray for you. I cease not to make supplication for you, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know the hope of his calling, so forth and so on. Amen. So there's one kind of prayer. He said up there, the prayer of faith in James 5. Then he said, uh, there's another kind of prayer you can pray for healing. The, the effectual fervent supplication of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Yes. Yes. This is the kind of prayer Hezekiah prayed. Yes. Yeah. 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 Isaiah 38. Yes. Hezekiah was told by the prophet. Now, it's one thing for the doctor to come in and say, we can't do anything else. Uh-huh. You won't be alive anymore after six months. Uh-huh. That's one thing. But hey, Hezekiah got a word yeah. from the prophet, yeah. from God, set your house in order. You're yeah. going to die.
2: Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, my Lord God. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: The yeah. doctor's got less authority than God.
2: Uh-huh, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just all over. God said it's going to happen. No, you've got to know what the Word says. Yeah. Isaiah had enough, I mean, excuse me, Hezekiah had enough knowledge of what was in his covenant. See, he had a covenant, I'll take sickness away from the midst of you and the number of your days you'll fulfill. But he just got a word he's not going to fulfill the number of his yeah. days. That contradicts what the, what the covenant says. Yeah. So he, Isaiah walked out, and he turned his face to the wall. And you can read the account in Isaiah 38. He prayed. If you read the whole thing, you can see he repented of some things. He said, he cast all my sin behind his back. He said, the Lord was ready to heal me. But he said, I thought I was going to die. But he said, the Lord was ready to heal me. And he made those adjustments. He, he saw, if you read the whole account, I, I wish I had time this morning. I really wanted to go through the whole account this morning. But I don't have time. It'd be good for you. Actually, we did a teaching on this way back, maybe three years ago or two, two three years ago. Oh my goodness! I got that thing burning, that that teaching burning so strong in my heart last night because God needs somebody to get it.
1: All right, yes sir, yes sir. That that
0: I don't know if it's I don't know if it's available on the how far back the archives go. Just maybe can you can you search for Hezekiah? <laughs> maybe if there's the word Hezekiah put it in, see if you can get it to come up. But uh, he he got revelation that he didn't have to die whenever he turned his face to the wall. Come on. Now, what do you see when you turn your face to the wall? Nothing. I mean, that gets your attention. So he turned away himself from everything. All, there's people in there. He's a king. They're serving, aiding, and different yeah. servants. Uh, and he's got his attention turned away. And God's dealing with him about something. And he said, the Lord was ready to save me, but, but he said, uh, I had some things I had to get right. Yes. He said, he's, he's put all my sin behind yes. his back. Yes. If you read the whole account, yes. he, he, he didn't just pray the prayer of faith. Yeah. Yeah. He, he got real with God. Yeah. Yeah. He sought God yeah. because he said, now, wait a minute, this is not what the covenant says. Right. You know, here's an answer to things people get sometimes in their spirit. They get some, well, I just sense there's an accident getting ready to happen. I just sense something bad's getting ready to happen. And they, they sense that and they think, well, that must be God's will. No, no, you, you find his w- will in his word. He's revealing that to you so you can change it. And that's what God was doing with Hezekiah. He's basically saying through the prophet, he's saying under the circumstances, under the circumstances, you're not going to live. But he changed that. Hezekiah, God didn't change his mind, but... Uh, because remember, Hezekiah made those adjustments, and the prophet said, he's, he's not even out of the courtyard. See, it doesn't take long to make these changes.
1: Yeah. The
0: prophet's not even out of the courtyard yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He didn't even get out of the, the yeah. complex, yeah. he's not outside the main gate yet. Yeah. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah go back, tell him, I've seen his tears, I've heard his prayer, and I'm going to add to him 15 more years. Somebody said, Well, God changed his mind. No. Hezekiah changed that. God was ready. He said that right there. I don't remember. It might be verse 17, 19, somewhere there. He was ready to save me. Verse 20. Verse 20. He was ready the whole time. Jesus or God was Jehovah Rapha to him the whole time. time. He was Jehovah Rapha before he was even born. He was Jehovah Rapha his entire life. And he's still Jehovah Rapha today. It's his will. But Hezekiah had some things he had to change. You had to make some adjustments. Boy, I'm telling you, I've, done, I've been there many, many times. It's a little like driving your car. You're just, you just got to constantly be just making little adjustments. Amen. And if you're just constantly making little ones, you won't have to make any big ones. Amen. Praise God. This is one method of healing. I said, this is one method of healing. It's not one for people are that familiar with, but it is one method of healing. Yes, sir. Are you glad you came this morning? Yes. So um, God will reveal these things to us if we have a prayer life. Yes. And uh, so let, let's look, think, think about some of this here just for a few minutes here. You still got your ears on yes, sir. now? Now, um, I know in healing school. Uh, That man went to Brother Hagin and said, you know, we just keep wanting to see so many more people healed. How can we? He said, you know, you're only ministering one way. What you're doing is you're wanting all of them to hear the word and come up to believe it and just lay hold of it. He said, but there's other ways you need to be able to minister. Like he said, uh, he said a certain percentage of them will get healed just by hearing the word. He gave them the parable of the sower. But he said, there's other ways. What about, what about, like he said, Brother Hagin brought up James 5. 14 and 15 and 16. He mentioned the two kinds of prayer. He said, you can take some of these aside and just pray with them. Just seek God and just pray with them. Just, I don't mean the prayer of faith, just follow the Holy ghost in prayer. And, and sometimes just say, God, now we just, you know bring our sister to you or your uh, this brother to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for that it's your will for him to be well. And then just say, "Father, uh, we just we just, you know, follow the Holy Ghost here. And we just got over in the spirit praying like James 5 yes. talks about supplication, yes, pray you one for yes, another." Yeah. Yep. This is a different kind of prayer. Yes,
2: sir. Yes, sir. And
0: so we do that. Yep. And 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 uh, it, it was uh it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Because people they were fine with that to a point until the Holy Ghost started manifesting. And he'd start, I'm thinking of one case. I mention it a lot because it's such a classic, I guess you'd say. That I kept sensing this, this is a dear sister, she was, I don't know, fifty, maybe later fifties, fifty eight or something like that. And she's diagnosed with cancer and given not not given, you know, much longer to live. She came to healing school, and I'll never forget it. During prayer, I kept sensing, and I didn't, you know, you don't always have full revelation. Remember, the Bible calls it a word of knowledge. A word is just a portion of a sentence. I mean, if you take a sentence, pull one word out of it, you don't know what that whole sentence said. But I just kept sensing something about, I kept getting it in my spirit, something about, uh, something got between her and her brother. And I, you know, you don't know any more than that. Her and her brother, that's not a sentence. Her and her brother have good fellowship. No, must not have been because there's something wrong with her and her yeah, brother. Right, yeah. So there's something here about her and her brother. Yes, a yeah. word, a not, word, not a sentence, not a paragraph, yeah. a word. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Sometimes he says more, right, right. like last night, yeah. but, but I just got a word. I said, and you know, you, you, you want to just say, I don't know what that is. I'm going to set that aside, except you try to continue to pray and it just falls flat. Yep,
1: exactly.
0: The anointing lifts. Yes. I'm talking to you about some things. Maybe we can go a little further now. Yes. And, I, and I, so there's no anointing to pray any further. And so you don't want to bring anything up because you don't want to, you know. But there's no anointing. We are either going to have to say it or go home. We're wasting our time here now. Not, not any more anointing. So we stopped and we said, uh, uh, so just something we keep getting. I said, but I keep getting about. You and your brother, something got between you and your brother or something. We're not trying to judge people, trying to help them. And uh, they came for help, by the way. We're not going to them, they're coming to us. It's a totally different thing whenever you get something and they didn't come to you. Totally different thing. So they came, they wanted help. So anyway, I said, I just got this in my spirit. I said, does that mean something to you? And she didn't want to talk about it. Well, she kind of acknowledged it, but didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. come on. I said, well, the Lord doesn't bring it up to embarrass you or, you know, condemn you. He brings it up because He loves you. He wants to help you. Yeah. And this thing is blocking it. It's yeah. the cause. Yeah. <laughs> that always goes over real big. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <clears throat> I'm not talking about sin consciousness. Right. This is not between you and the devil. Right. It's between you and God. Yeah. That's why you got to learn to know the difference between the voice of the devil and condemnation and the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because the devil will mess you up in some of these things. He'll give you a thousand reasons why, and none of them are true. Because he's a liar.
2: He's a liar.
0: And if you'd make that adjustment and nothing changes, it wasn't God.
2: All right. Come on. Come on.
0: That's just the truth about it. So I said. Uh, I brought it up, and, it, well, you know, she, she limitedly talked yeah, you know, talked a little bit about it, but she didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you can't force it. I mean, uh-huh. the Holy Ghost is a perfect gentleman, yeah. and if he is, we are. Yes, can't force anything on anybody. Well, you know, she just sort of got antsy and didn't want to stay much any longer. And, and so uh, we said, okay, well, well, we'll just come back tomorrow or something. And in the process of time, she decided she didn't want to pray no more. So I said, what happened? She died. God do that? No. No, sir. No, she just wasn't willing to judge herself. Yes, wow. Had something to do with her and her brother. Found out later, <clears throat> had to do with her and her brother. She cheated her brother out of some of the inheritance. All right, all right. Amen. Yes, sir. I Man, you can think you're getting ahead on certain yeah. things, and actually it's, it's costing
2: you. Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, that's
0: come the on. truth. Yes. I said, that's the truth. You read some of these healing ministers' uh, testimonies. William Branham, Lester Summerall, uh, uh, not Catherine Kuhlman, but uh, Amy Simple McPherson, uh, Mariah Woodworth Eder, uh, and others. All of them, God called them, and none of them wanted to obey. Lester Summerall, he's 17 years old. Well, he's, I think, 16, turned 17, and uh, he's dying on his bed with tuberculosis. And just as mean as, he this is his testimony, not mine. He said, I was just as mean as the devil. He said they got, his mom got the prayer group together and they all got in the room and prayed for him. And he said, uh, and and they were, this is the old, old time, old fashioned prayer people that knew how to pray. And uh, they're praying for him, the prayer group, brother, uh, uh, Dr. Summerall's mother and a bunch of the church people. Uh, And they're saying, Oh God, have mercy on this poor, innocent soul. Dr. Dr. Summerall said, I was laying there thinking ain't nothing poor, nothing, nothing innocent about me. Said, I'm just as mean as the devil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. Dr. Summerall's funny. But he said uh, they got to praying, and he just like, under the he'd pull up the covers and curse him. He said wouldn't dare curse him out loud because his mama'd get the soap and wash his mouth out. Because you know? he can't get out of bed. He's dying of tuberculosis. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. And so he said uh, he'd, get it, he'd pull the covers up and just curse him. Yeah. They kept on praying. Bless them that curse you. You know what I'm talking about? And he said, all of a sudden, he said, the doctor had given him diagnosis that he's not going to live through the night. And so they went back to praying, and and, uh, Dr. Summerall was laying there just, you know, coughing blood and stuff. Anyway, so he said he he just didn't want to hear it anymore, and he turned his head one way, and he said, looked over there, and there's a big casket. He said, it's open, and it's leaning towards me. He said, I didn't want to see that. Right. The Lord said, tonight you're going to die. Wow. He said, I didn't want to see you. I looked over here and opened my eyes. He said, there's this big Bible. Yeah. Open.
1: Yeah.
0: And he said, the Lord spoke to him, that tonight you choose. Either you obey me and preach my word, or tonight you'll be in that casket. <laughs> well, see, there's a cause. There's a cause. He's just rebellion in rebellion against the call. Amen. Amen. Well, he decided he thought he wanted to live. Right. <laughs> you know, 17 years old, hadn't even lived hardly yet. Yeah, right. There's a whole lot of story to it. But, yeah. but that, that, that night, he was completely healed. He yeah. fell into a deep sleep, woke up the next morning, and said, Mom, I'm hungry. She said, well, you can't really eat. You know, it'll, it'll affect you. He said, no, go make me some, whatever daddy had, make me breakfast. Right, right, right. She made him all the ham and eggs yeah. and everything. Yeah. He ate it and said, you got any more? Yeah. She thought, well, dying people get a last wish. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. She didn't have any faith.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But he ate it, and
0: within three weeks he's out on the road preaching. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Lived till what, eighty some, yeah. eighty up in his eighties. Yeah. Yeah. But almost died. Yeah. Wow. You read some of these other people. Uh, you know, like Amy Simple uh yeah, Amy Simple McPherson. She came back from China. Her husband died in China. She came back with one daughter, I believe, and was raising that daughter and kept, God kept dealing with her to go preach. She said, Well, Lord, I got a daughter now. I got to take care of my daughter. And she's making excuses. She got sick and sick and got down to the death, got down to the part, she's in the hospital, got down to the, in the hospital over on the wing where the people that are right next to the morgue are. You know what I mean by that? In other words, they're moving her closer to. It's not funny, but it's funny. Yeah. And so she's she, she she's gone in and out of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And she said she heard the voice of the Lord speak to her, said, Now will you go? Yeah. See, God didn't put her there. No. But sometimes when people get in that condition, then they'll listen. Yeah. It's not that God put them there so they'll listen, but sometimes we just are that way.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Come on. Amen. When your back's against your wall, the wall, turn your face to the wall.
2: Yeah, come on.
0: You better find your wall.
2: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, turn around. Turn your face to that wall. In other words, put that thing behind you and face God and say, God, what is it? What is it? Remember Dr. Dufresne? Yeah. Yes. Lord said, you disobeyed me. That's why I came on you. No, the God, didn't, God didn't do that. We got to hear that this morning. God doesn't do these things. He doesn't make people sick. He has no sickness in heaven. Where would he get it? And he doesn't go in league with the devil. But he does have to sometimes remove his hedge of protection because he can't bless disobedience. And then the devil has access. Amen. And that's, that's why these things happen this way. And you could, I could tell you story after story. Uh, uh, William Branham, for example, he was a denomination, I think, Baptist minister. And he was out doing something, out, recreating out in the woods or something, hunting or something, and he came past this tent where they were having gospel meetings He went in and found out it's Pentecostal people. He had never heard of the Pentecostal message, never heard of being baptized in the Holy Ghost, except that night uh, that, that he, he, he got uh, he, uh, acquainted with it, he found out about it, and he kept coming back, and eventually they put him up to preach, and he preached, and then he, I think he was filled with the Spirit, and then... Uh, they many many pastors asked him to come preach he 's the one that God used to lead the healing revival, yeah. Yeah. except whenever all these invitations came from that tent meeting to go preach he said uh because he 's married uh he's got a family he 's got i forget how many children at that time but uh the uh the, he was married to a his wife was out of a real i guess affluent mm-hmm. family a yes. lot of money a lot of prestige, you know, and uh, uh, brother Branham, he told his wife about what God had done at this Pentecostal meeting and all these preachers wanted him to come. And then he, uh, his wife, and he told her family, well, her family didn't like them associating with these low people. These simple Pentecostal people. We're highfalutin, Mm -hmm. you know, we're high society. We got, we got money and we're, Chrissy, you know, <laughs> and so they ended up talking him out of it and brother Branham canceled all his meetings and as a result of disobedience, he opened the door to the devil and within I think three years, his wife died and I think it was, was it two, of, two or three of his children died and on his wife's deathbed, she said, she's dying and she said, honey, she, you know, William Branham's there. Honey, do you know where we missed it? He said, yes. She said, You raise our children with those people, the Pentecostal people. We missed it because we we went, we disobeyed God and didn't go with what God was telling us to do. We, We rebelled and disobeyed because of our family.
1: Amen. See, these
0: are the kinds of things we don't like to hear. There's a cause. In other words, that wasn't God's will that his wife die and his children die. No, no, a thousand times no. The Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. He's not out killing babies and killing people's wives and taking mamas from children and hus- wives from, from husbands. No, no. But sometimes there's these adjustments, adjustments that have to be made. Are we making any sense this morning? And so these things have to be looked at sometimes. And uh, it's, not a, it's not a negative thing. It's our help. It's our mercy. It's our answer. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, um, Brother Hagin made this statement. He said, with, he said, let me see if I can find the exact quote so I say it correctly. Um, while I'm finding this, the... the uh, reason someone is sick determines the method of healing. In disobedience, for example, God's still the same. He's still the healer. He is their healer, and healing belongs to them, but they're not in position to receive it. There's three reasons Christians are sick. Number one, one or the other, not always all three, but one, they just don't know what belongs to them. Can't have faith for what you don't know. If you think God's will is that people be sick, well then you're not going to have faith for healing. Or if He heals some and doesn't heal others. We just leave it up to Him, it's just Him sovereignly. No, He sovereignly said Himself took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. So then, second of all, number one, because people don't know what belongs to them, number two, they don't know how to appropriate it by faith. That's what we talk about so much, about how to receive what you need by faith. And then number three could be because of disobedience disobedience. And now I've been in one of, I've been in all three of those categories at different stages of my life. Yes, sir. First one's long gone. I know now <laughs> I know what's in the covenant. I know he, he, healings is just as much part yes, of the covenant as, as remission of my sin. Yes. Praise God. You know that too, right? Yes. Most of us, I believe. Then I know number two, how to lay hold of it. Yes. But if I've ever gotten in trouble, it's because of number three. That's why I was so sickly before I came here to pastor. God didn't do that to me. I was doing that to myself. Remember what God told Paul on the road to Damascus? His name was Saul. King James says it's hard to kick against the pricks. The Amplified says it's dangerous. It'll turn out badly for you to offer vain and perilous resistance. Whew, that's a lot of bad words. Dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Because you open the door to the devil. Number two, uh, it'll turn out badly. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. Uh It'll turn out badly. And then number three, to offer vain. Vain means it never works. Vain, you can can fight and fuss and kick and ball and squall, but it won't work. work. Vain and perilous. Perilous is another word for dangerous. To offer pain, vain and perilous resistance. So resisting the Holy Ghost, resisting what he's dealing with you about. Is vain. It's perilous, dangerous. Yeah, yeah. It'll turn out badly. Yes, <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Not because it's God's will. Yeah. We all still in the same room. Yes. And so uh, he said, Brother Hagan made this statement: If you get your spirit where it ought to be, your body will respond. Yes. In other words, it'll respond to that. The condition. It'll respond to the getting uh, the condition of your spirit. So what does that mean if you get your spirit where it ought to be? He's talking about uh, anything that God has dealt with you about that you have not addressed. You, get, you and I both get convicted about certain things. And uh, if, we, if we judge ourselves by that, if we deal with that, it'll keep the door closed to the devil. That's what yes. God wants. Yes, sir. There's a place. Yes, sir. I hear the spirit saying this right now. There's a place in me. Talking about the Lord, talking about in him. There's a place in me where nothing by any means shall hurt you. There's a place in me where the doors are completely closed. Hallelujah. And there's a place where there's give, you give no place to the devil. There's a place that is a safe place, protected place. A preserved place, a place of heaven on earth, the very best that I have, a place not even of divine healing, but a place of divine health, where you're kept by the power of God, kept by my covering, by my protection, by my power surrounding you. And there's a place where the devil has no place. Ha, 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 So seek to follow me and learn to know that place and not only know it, but live in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and you'll be you'll experience like the Bible said, where the devil has no opportunity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Hallelujah. be to God. Hallelujah. Praise be. And I go over to First John chapter number, I believe it's chapter number five. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look here, First uh, John five eighteen. We know whatever's born of God sins not. He that is begotten of God keepeth himself. And that wicked one toucheth him not. That's what the Holy Ghost is just talking about. A place where the devil can't even touch you. I'm telling you, we, we don't shoot high enough. Come on.
2: Come on, yeah. Come on.
0: If something keeps getting in, let's find out why. But well, I've been there before where something get in, I, I lay hold of it by faith, and it took a while, but it eventually got there, and it happened again. It happened. Well, I just, after a while, I wake up and say, well, now, where's this getting in? Yeah. That's not normal. It shouldn't be normal for us. Come on. It should be an anomaly. Yes. But we don't shoot high enough. And these things that Brother Hagin was talking about, these are the issues here where the Lord said, if you get your spirit where it ought to be, your body will respond. In other words, your spirit's like a pipeline, like a pipe that uh, God's power flows through to reach your life. And that can get clogged up, so to speak. Does that make any sense? And so uh, what what God intends be flowing into your life and flowing freely into your life, not have access... Because of different things. It could be different things. It could be disobedience to what God's told you to do. It could be, uh, you know, unforgiveness. Your fleshly nature Uh wants to just hold on to that offense or something like that. Amen. Are we getting any, any, making any progress here this morning? So really the maintenance of your life as God intended it to be is in the maintenance of the condition of your inward man. Keep things real clear on the inside. Yeah, I've had to do this. I've had people come to me this way, and they've said, you know, Pastor, I, you know, we were talking yesterday, and I said so-and-so, and, so, and uh, that really bothered me. I need, to, I need to ask you to forgive me. Yeah. I said, well, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. I, I mean, to me personally, yeah. I didn't think right. anything of it. Right. Yeah. And they said, yeah, but I had to get it right inside of me. Yes, I said, I agree. Yes, I agree. You yes, got to you you keep things clear on the yes, inside. I said, did. I've been there. I know yes, what that's they're like. They're <laughs> Gotta have it right on the inside of me. Lay down at night and the Lord will start dealing with you about it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just lay there and go blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I didn't really mean it. I was just joking, whatever. No, the Holy Ghost said deal with it, so you gotta deal with it. said, it'll get clogged up on the inside. Boy, we could preach a week on this. So you gotta to respond to those dealings. Now, there's a lady here, when you were a child, God spoke to you about the call to ministry. He spoke to you when you were a child, and uh, you've not been really paying attention to it. You've not been addressing it. You've not had your thoughts on it. And now you're in a condition where you're paying more attention to God because you need some help in in an area of your life. So you're paying more attention to God. And God's saying to you this morning through me, because he spoke to me last night, he's saying you're going to have to do something about that. You're going to have to address that. You're going to have to talk that you're going to have to get that right between you and God amen and he told me last night what it was that you were called to the ministry and he spoke to you as a child spoke to you but uh, uh, you haven't you just sort of had your own plans and gone your own way but now now since you're paying a little bit more attention now you're, you're gonna he's gonna deal with you about this again this isn't pastor dealing with you this is pastor hearing from the Holy Ghost. Maybe, maybe he's already started talking to you. But the Lord said to me very specifically last night, he said, now they're going to have to address that. They've, they've, uh, they've, they've, you know, learned some things about faith, but they're going to have to address that now. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And he said to me, this is what he said. I will just read like, I just wrote it down because I wanted to say it just like he said it. And uh, he said, uh, I'm telling, the Lord spoke to me last night because I said, okay, I just wrote that down or I actually put it into my computer. I said, all right. And I and uh, And uh, you know, I'll I'll say what you said. I'm not going to call you out. It's just between you and the Lord. But uh, I'll say what you said, and I put it down and laid my phone over there and went back to studying what I was going to (laughs) preach. It was a good sermon. But then he started speaking to me again. All right, come on. He said, "I spoke to you and gave you the revelation of this as her pastor, so that I, so that I know." so let me get this right. Uh, so that I know her after the spirit to help perfect her in faith. Okay, so he, he's saying, I want you to know her after the spirit. Yes. He's talking yes. to me. I want you to know her after yes. the spirit. Yes. Because she doesn't see herself after the spirit. Right. Right. She tells herself, This is who I am. This is what No, the Lord spoke to you as a girl. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come yeah. on. He said, He told me last night, while well, I'm back to my sermon. Yeah. <laughs> He said, no, I spoke to you about that last night, so you would know her after the Spirit. Because she doesn't see herself after the Spirit. She sees herself the way she thinks, in her own plans. They said, I want you to know her after the Spirit, so you can help her see herself after the Spirit. Well, I didn't know her after the Spirit in this way. I didn't know this, but God said it. Her Spirit, he said, her Spirit knows this, but she's been setting it aside, and not giving her thoughts to it, not giving any thought to it. But now she's turned her attention to me because of needs she has in her life. And now she's listening, and now like Hezekiah, she must turn her face to the wall, and God will restore her to health on credit. She begins to see herself the way, she, the way I see her in the Spirit and acknowledge the call of God.
1: Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, I'm telling you, he's... Yeah. Can you feel that?
1: Yes, sir.
0: Mm. My, my, my. You, this is help right tonight, right here this morning. Hallelujah. If she'll respond by acknowledging the call. You might not have to do it here by running up here. You just do it between you and God. But by acknowledging that call and surrender to it. Yeah, I see that, Lord. I see that, Lord. And you got to tell your husband. You got to tell your husband. In Jesus' name. And she'll progress. If she'll respond and acknowledge that call and surrender to it, she'll progress in faith for her healing. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. This is a little different way of ministering healing, but it's, it's just as much power. If you sense that, there's just as much power in the room yes. to heal that. Yes. Praise God. I remember whenever I didn't want to acknowledge the call to pastor. I mean, <laughs> remember we get together in our prayer group, everybody but me praying for the pastors. I thought they were praying for other pastors. Yeah, these pastors need prayer. Pray. Pray for them. But they are praying for me. I was a pastor. Well, I didn't want to acknowledge it. I had my plans. Right. I, I mean, even good plans, ministry yeah. plans. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But it wasn't. Yeah. Remember, Brother Hagin said the Lord spoke to him and said, in a vision, said, uh, many of my ministers live and die, or or they die middle age, or die young, die die, pre- die prematurely because they live and die and don't even enter in, ever enter into the first phase of the ministry that I have for them. Yeah. See, this can be one of those causes. Yes. Yes. This can be one of those causes. Wow. Not for everybody. No. Somebody said, that's not me. Well, then, thank God for it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. See, we're not ministering to everybody. Well, everybody can be blessed by the Word, but yeah. 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 praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So the reason, the Lord's trying to say, the reason that this came on this individual to begin with was because of this. Amen. So to fully get the best God has for us, we've got to obey God in these things. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I want the best God has for me, don't yes, you? Yes, Amen. Yes, yes, Amen. Yes. I don't want to be dragging around at 55. I'm like, what am I, 50, be 56, soon? Goodness. I used to think of 56-year-olds as over the hill. <laughs> now it's just getting started. <laughs> just getting started. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm saying what the Lord told me. He said, when you hit your 50s, you'll just be up and running. That's right. That's right. glory. Glory. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I was saying something that was good. Yeah, it's good. I just don't want to live dragging around, you know, 55 years old, 56 years old, dragging around like an old man. Worn out. Getting sick. Getting worse. Weak. You never notice that's a progression, 1 Corinthians 11, 30, 30. Weak. Sickly, and then die. See, that's a progression. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to start in on the week. Do you?
1: Yeah.
0: Hallelujah Jesus said my meat is to do the will of him that sent me In other words, that's where I get my strength. That's yes. see when you eat meat you get your strength yes. And my meat is to do the will of him. You want to be strong do the plan of yes. God yes. Do the plan of God yes. praise, the yeah. praise the Lord praise the Lord I said, praise the, Lord. Praise, the Lord. praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah, stand up with me, praise God, praise God, I remember Brother Hagin said, because the Lord told him, he had pastored for 12 years or so, and he said, uh, he was, uh, you know, kept sensing that something just didn't right, something just didn't exactly right. And he said that he, his term was, felt like I was washing my feet with my socks on. Yeah. Yeah. You ever heard that, him say that? Yeah. And so he set himself to prayer about it, and eventually he got his mind quiet. See, he's talking about this. Now here's the prayer of supplication. He's spending time with God, seeking God. What is this all about that I keep sensing? I keep sensing something isn't right. I'm just not, I'm just not fulfilled here, just doing this. And uh, he said, after seeking God, after th- three days of fasting and prayer, he said, the Lord spoke to him, spoke to him and said, well, the reason you're not satisfied is, he said, I never called you to pastor to begin with. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's, That's when he told him, many live and die and don't even to yeah. get to the first phase of that ministry I had. He's in the ministry, but not the ministry God had for him. Yeah. Right. He said, well, what am I supposed to do? So he thought, he thought well, he's supposed to be an evangelist. But he went out and fell flat on his face doing that. So he went back, I think if I remember, he went back to pastoring. He sought God further about what it was. Really, it was the office of the prophets, what it really was. But anyway, he said he got out there and he said he fought more devils than he ever had in his life. Getting, getting, you know, you start entering into God's best. The devil don't congratulate you and celebrate you and send you a, send you, a you know, gift card to Amazon or anything. <laughs> And, uh, but anyway, he said, uh, his wife said something about him, missed him being gone so much and didn't want him to be out there so much. And so he, he decided, well, this this just, I'm going to, I'm going to quit. He went back, canceled all his meetings, went back home, was going to decide what to do. I think he's thinking about going back to pastor or something. I don't remember all the details, but he said he's sitting in Sunday school at his home church and they're doing a Sunday school lesson. All of a sudden he's sitting there and his heart stopped beating and he just sitting there and just fell off and they all rushed around, and uh, he said, Miss was in another, you know, back then they had the men's Sunday school class and the ladies' Sunday school class. <laughs> you know, when I was a young kid, the ladies sat on this side of the church and the men sat on this side of the church. That makes me feel older than I am, you know, but that, that's the way we did it. Now, now, they've changed that when I wasn't very old, but that's, that was interesting. Amen. <laughs> uh, it always has bothered me when I had to sit with my mom on this side. It's like, I'm supposed to be on the men's side. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Miss Ruth is in the ladies' class, and she sensed, she she just picked it up in her spirit, something's wrong, something's wrong. She started gathering up her stuff to to leave and find out what's going on, and they had taken Brother Hagin to another room, and, and she, she went over there, and she started weeping. She said, Brother Hagin, hey, well, called him Ken, you know all my fault. I put the pressure on you, you know, and uh, the Lord, the Lord made him confess that he would obey God. And when he did, heart started beating and he was completely well. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Somebody said, I don't believe that's God. Well, the fruit of it proves it. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. You ever heard that? If it works. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want results. Don't you want results? Now, sometimes some of the things he deals with us about is not necessarily complimentary. We have to adjust some things. We have to make the, make the adjustments. I've been there. Oh, I've been there. But, but see, it saves your life. Amen. Remember that time I was driving from one church to the next and got supernaturally sick? I said, Lord, I got knelt down when I got there, I'm gonna just pray and rebuke the devil. He said, You're only quoting to me half of that verse, quoting James five, you know, resist the devil. He said, first it says, Submit yourself therefore to God. I said, Well I did, I came out here, obeyed you traveling ministry. He said, How many times have I talked to you about criticizing preachers? What'd you just do with that pastor up there at breakfast? Oh, I started weeping. Amen. If you ain't been there, you ain't been fur yet, like Brother Hagin said. You just gotta deal with things sometimes. And if we're too proud to make adjustments, then we'll just have to be bound by the devil. That's all. Pride will get you killed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, maybe next service we can preach on. Everybody's going to get a new car by the end of the week. (laughs) This is helping us. Amen. Woo! Somebody shout this morning. Thank God. Thank God, thank God, thank God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Even believers, Ephesians 4, 27, is it, 26, 27, neither give place to the devil. We got authority over him and it says, don't give him place. Don't give him place. You know, we can do that. Look at your neighbor and say, you can do that. Give no place to the devil. Tell him, you can give him no place. No place where you keep yourself and that wicked one touches you not. Woo, that's the way I'm going to live. That's the way I'm going to live. Praise God. And it doesn't take long. Hezekiah did it so quick, Isaiah wasn't even out of the courtyard yet. Glory. It's just an adjustment. It said, Lord, I repent. I repent. I see it. I receive it. <laughs> glory. Praise the Lord. You know, you wonder about some people. They never have a testimony. They never shout about anything because nothing's happening. You just wonder what's going on. We're supposed to be having testimonies and glorious things happen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, we can all benefit from this. Glory to God. I remember one time I (laughs) I said, I don't know what happened to me. I guess I got a burr under my saddle or something. I, healing school, I kind of got perturbed at people and I sort of chewed them out. How long is it going to take you to get it? You know, they had been there a whole week. <laughs> and I, just, I don't know, I just got irritated in the flesh. You ever gotten irritated in the flesh? Yeah, yeah. And I just sort of, and I, after the service, I sensed the Lord wanted to talk to me. So I made my way. It seemed, like it seemed like it seemed like it was a little, you wasn't really happy or something, so I made my way back. There's a room, if you go back where the prayer and Healing Center was, there's a hallway, and then there's a speaker's room right across the hall. I went in there and locked the door and I knelt down on, on the, you know, by a chair there. And I said, Lord, what is it? And he said, I took it personally the way you treated, the way you talk to my people today. And he laid in on me, boy, I got off my knees and I got down flat. I wanted to get as low as I could. So I wouldn't get knocked down. (laughs) Amen. He said, how long did it take you to get it? And he, he went in on me like that for about five minutes. I mean, I'm repentant. I'm, I said, Lord, forgive me. I am so sorry. He said, I took it personally the way you treated my people today. Well, if you've never been there, it's just, it's just part of life. You just got to make adjustments. Just got to make adjustments. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about living under condemnation. I'm talking about when he deals with you, you get it right, and then you stand back over in your righteousness. <laughs> and just go on in and, and, and the blessings of God with your happy self? Yeah. Praise the Lord. I don't know. This is a shouting service, really. This is just a shouting service. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It's a It's a wonderful thing when you haven't been getting results. And you make the adjustments, and now you're starting to get resolved. Woo! That's shouting, that's shouting for the territory right there. Shouting territory. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. See, I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about things I've had to deal with. I remember one time I, I, I got real harsh here. That's something I just have to keep my foot on. You know what I'm talking about? Aren't you glad I'm talking about myself and not you? <laughs> I, said, I said something real harsh one, one service. And I went home and the Lord spoke to me. He said, now the next service, I want you to get up and repent publicly to the congregation for the way you talked to them last time. He said, if you don't, it'll open the door for violence to occur in your auditorium during a service. I said, Lord, can we have a service right now? I want to get... I had to get that right See keep it all clear down here. Keep everything clear down here. Keep it all clear. Keep it all clear Paul said I've lived in all good conscience for God and for men Praise the Lord. That's where your faith works Amen glory to God Just giving the Holy Ghost time to get done what he wants to in our lives Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Lift up both hands and say this out loud. Say, Dear Father God, my life is yours. It's all yours. I lay aside all my plans. I lay aside all my own thinking, even the thinking of others that have in mind a way I should go. I lay it all aside. I belong to you, I am your property. Use me the way you want to use me. Do with me what you want to do with me. And I'll obey you fully. Hallelujah. I'll do it with all my heart. Holding nothing back for myself. My life is yours. Thank you, Lord, for making me a blessing. Thank you, Lord, for my faith working all the time. Because I completely am surrendered to the dealings of the Spirit in my spirit. Hallelujah. And not only that, but I live the good life, the, the healed life. Not just being healed, but live divine, in divine health. Praise God. And I'll be kept by the power of God where the devil has no access to me. This is my prayer before you today. This is my consecration to you today. And I will not back out of it. I'm yours. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Y'all got something you want to sing? If you, if you do, say amen. If you don't say amen, you got something. All right. Praise the Lord. You know, people say, well, you know, what, what happened in service? Oh, he just taught. No, I'm telling you something. People's, people made adjustments that saved their life in here this morning. Amen. Was there a move of the Spirit? Well, he just taught. No, no, Spirit was moving in people's lives. They're making adjustments that saved their lives. Glory. Glory. Praise God. In Amen. In
2: your keeping power. Yes, I'm kept in your keeping power. For what the Lord has said to me, it will surely come to be. For I am kept in your keeping power.
0: Thank you, Jesus. That's our testimony. Amen. We're a kept people. I remember the Holy Ghost one time in prayer called us the untouchable ones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where the devil can't touch us. Amen. Glory be to God.